Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. It was a huge breaking news week last week. So much so that I'm breaking up this podcast into a couple of episodes. I'm not sure how many. And I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this and why I didn't post the podcast I'm going to post after this one in the next podcast because it was personal. But since you're my best friends, my only friends, I will tell you. I'm Gloria Maraca, political woman. Please subscribe. Please share. We've got to gear up for next year, political election year, presidential election year. Big deal. Maybe the most important election of our lives. And I know we always say that, but this time we really mean it. Special counsel Jack Smith is working overtime. No summer vacation for him. Speaking of summer vacation, the Congress has adjourned for the summer. Lawmakers will be gone all of August. They adjourned on Friday. Whoosh, gone. Swishing sound. And they still have tons to do if we are going to avoid a government shutdown at the end of the year. And right now, it looks like they are going to shut the government down by the end of the year. And things are changing every day that is going to make this a tough end of the year. Now, the Senate did pass that defense authorization bill that for all the years... As far as we can see, there's never been a problem arguing about the defense authorization bill. Oh, but this year there was, thanks to the right-winger MAGNA people. MAGA. MAGA. Not MAGNA. So the Senate passed it, but now it has to go back to the House for a vote because the Senate stripped out all those pesky anti abortion provisions and other things that the right-wingers wanted to put in the authorization bill. So this is going to be another big fat mess waiting for Congress when they return in September from their long, long summer break. Back to Jack, because it's a fat Jack. Jack is doing double duty. As you all know, he is leading the classified documents probe, and he's also investigating Trump for Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election and his actions related to January 6th, 2021, the riot at the Capitol, one of the worst days in our history. In modern history, it is one of the worst days. Americans attacking Americans, Americans beating up cops at the Capitol. Oh, and why? I shiver. Why? Because one man can't grow up, can't accept a loss. We're all taught how to lose like a winner when we're young. I guess Trump didn't get this. 
Trump and the insurrection, Smith has been busy. Now, we don't know him. We know he goes to Subway for lunch. He goes alone and gets one sandwich. We know he has to have a security detail when he goes to lunch. So does his wife, his family, because the disgusting ex-president has verbally attacked him and his cult followers are nutsoid. And so there have been many death threats, not just against Smith, but all the people who are fighting for democracy in this country. So we have to all stick together and do what we can. And that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so we don't know him, but I love him. We are counting on him. Smith met with some of Trump's defense attorneys on Thursday. Now, this is Sunday. On Thursday, I started writing this podcast, and here we are on Sunday. According to Trump, this broke last week, Trump says that Smith has sent him a target letter earlier this month. And this raises a speculation. It's usually not speculation. If you get a target letter, you're most likely going to be charged. The target letter said he could be indicted again for crimes committed before, during, and after January 6th. We know that after the classified documents target letter, Trump was indicted not long after that. Now, all this aside, Trump called his team, his lawyers meeting with Jack Smith and others in the special counsel's office, productive whatever that means. I mean, I know what productive means, but who knows what Trump thinks it means. We also know this. Authorities have started beefing up security around the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. That's a sign. They're also beefing up security in Georgia because Fannie Willis is expected to charge Trump in that case sometime between the beginning of August and the end of August. And that would be day after tomorrow. We did not get an indictment in the January 6th investigation. Everybody was waiting for it last week because something, according to insiders and leaks, something was going to happen from Jack Smith. But we got, we got something. We got more charges in the classified documents case. Yep, Jack, the man I don't know but loves Smith, filed additional charges against Trump at the end of last week. Now, see what I did just now? This is one-on-one communication here. See how I didn't talk about the superseding indictment until now, after I've been this far into the podcast? That is called burying the lead. It's when reporters talk on and on and on and on. And then after they say all this other stuff, they get to the most important thing. You get yelled at when you bury the lead in television news. So what happened at the end of last week is called a superseding indictment. And Trump is now charged with more crimes. And they charged another person in the documents case, the Trump Mar-a-Lago maintenance manager. 
His name is Carlos de Rivera. Carlos, 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 my friend, Carlos, is accused of engaging in a plot to delete security footage at Trump's estate in Mar-a-Lago after the government issued a subpoena for it. He's accused of doing this, quote, on behalf of the boss. I'm not talking about Bruce Springsteen. I just have to inject here Carlos de Oliveira, who did gardening and, and maintenance work. When are the lawyers? When are all those people, those snooty people who met at the at the fancy hotel in New York and plotted all of this? When are when are they gonna get theirs? Now Carlos is the guy we heard about earlier. He's the guy who drained the pool at Mar-a-Lago. Why? Why did he drain the pool? He wanted to, allegedly, flood the server room where the security camera computer and all that stuff that runs the security cameras, where, where that stuff's located. Everybody knows what a server is, thanks to Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. According to legal experts, this superseding indictment really drives home how much this particular trial classified documents trial is going to be about the cover up. I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. When we're talking politics, it's always the lie. It's always the cover up that gets them. You know, just say, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Here are the documents back. Don't get a note from the federal government that says, we need to have those documents back and then say, let's hide the documents. No. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. So here's the sentence that really stands out in this superseded indictment. The boss wants it deleted. Of course, it is the server and all the files on the server. And these are the files that hold the videos of closed circuit cameras at the country club. This is a server that held the recordings of staff moving the classified documents around. I don't know, if you're a normal criminal, don't you think that you would, you know, if you're holding on to these highly classified, and I, I've talked about this before, I have a, have a, a fixation on the, the fact that he took these documents, people's lives are at stake. The information on these documents are just important. But no, he can't just go hide the documents somewhere himself. You know, like stuff them into your shirt or your bra or your pants and take them and hide them someplace. No, he couldn't do that. He had to tell, get these other guys involved. Because that's what he does. That's what he does. He likes to have layers. Layers of people so that he doesn't, he can say, well, I didn't do it. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I did not say that. Well, all that hiding and trying to erase the server and moving the files after you had your subpoena, that's obstruction of justice. And that's a clear, like, 
how much clearer can you be? Now, here, here are the basics in the indictment. The Justice Department on June 24, 2022, subpoenaed Mar-a-Lago security footage. Okay, that day, Walt Nauta, the other defendant in this case, the man who was Trump's valet at the White House and moved with him to Florida, he changed his travel plans. He wasn't planning to go to Mar-a-Lago, but then he did. Nauta arrives on June 25th, one day after that subpoena. And he, allegedly, and the Oliveira went into a security guard booth that contained surveillance monitors. And there's video of this, allegedly. They also approached the storage room where the documents were kept and pointed out the location of surveillance cameras. It sounds a little bit, you know, like Tweedledee and Tweedledub, but because Trump's involved in this, let's just call them the Three Stooges. I loved the Three Stooges. I'm not crazy about these guys. I mean, my least favorite stooge was Mo, and Mo seemed to be the, Mo was the boss. So Donald Trump makes a good Mo, maybe not physically, but for our purposes here. So what now we're on June 25th and then uh, they do all those things. And then now two days later, D. Oliveira allegedly had a conversation with an employee who worked with someone in the IT department. Wow. Okay. So it reminds me of that line. Oh, from Shakespeare. Oh, the wicked webs we weave when we practice to deceive. Because that's what's going on here. So now they've got another person involved and then possibly another person from the IT department. So after taking the employee to a room and asking that their conversation be kept confidential, D. Oliveira allegedly asked the employee, they call him employee number four in the indictment, about deleting a server with 45 days of security footage on it. Okay, this employee, employee number four, said he didn't know if there was such a thing that was authorized. D. Oliveira allegedly told him the boss wanted it deleted. And there's a piece from the indictment, a quote that I put here, but I've already kind of explained it all to you. There's no point in going all over it again. The employee said, I don't think I have the right to do that. I don't think I should do that. I don't know. But the boss wanted it deleted. And then employee number four says, what are we going to do? Apparently that employee number four has turned. Thank God. Somebody's going to save themselves. Yeah. The boss, Mo Shep, Mo Shepard. Mo Shepard wants it deleted. If you don't know the Three Stooges, you know, Mo. Guy with the hair. The black hair. Kind of looks like Hitler. Also, in the superseding indictment, 
there is now another espionage charge. You know how I feel about espionage. I don't like espionage. People who are accused of espionage get locked up right away, as they should. I know we have presumption of innocence, but do we? Do we really? So the new indictment has added a layer. Here's somebody explained this really well, so I'm quoting them. Trump is now charged not with just failing to return the documents and not just hiding the documents, obstruction of justice, but also for a presentation of information because he allegedly showed someone this document who is not authorized to see it. That is the other espionage charge. The new indictment alleges Trump retained one more document containing national defense information that was listed in the original charge, but we've got this new thing now. He showed it to somebody at Mar-a-Lago in Florida, not just the one that he did up in Bedminster in New Jersey. It references an incident in which Trump, during an interview at the Florida residence, presented the document to several individuals without security clearance while bragging about a plan of attack against another country. Whoosh. All right. Also related to this case, this is a whole nother note. There is now a fight. Trump and his lawyers want to review the documents in this case at his house. I called this paragraph, he just doesn't get it in all caps. He doesn't get it. And I guess his followers don't get it either. You can't look at these classified documents just anywhere. Oh, do you know, do you know, no, no. Here's what they want. Trump's lawyers want to be able to discuss classified information with the former president at his homes as part of the criminal case. Why? Convenience. For convenience sake, according to a new court filing from the Justice Department. The Justice Department saying, oh no. Federal prosecutors strongly oppose this. And this is not how classified sensitive information can and should be handled. And here's a quote from prosecutors in the classified documents case want Trump and his lawyers only to work with and talk about classified documents in his case inside a specially protected room called a skiff. It's a sensitive, compartmented information facility or skiff. Since you follow me, you're very smart. You know, we've already talked about this when we talked about the espionage charges. That's one little update <laughs> on Trump for this podcast, okay? Now I'm going to move on because I think this is important. Moving on to yelling at pages. Here's the headline. Jackass's little S's. Dot, dot, dot. That's a, that's, that's a bad word. GOP congressman curses out 
teenage Senate pages. His name, and he's freshman Republican, U.S. Congressman Derek Van Orden, yelled and cursed at a group of high school-aged Senate pages while giving a late-night tour of the Capitol last week. Pages, these pages, are a group of 16, 17-year-olds. They assist Senate operations when the Senate works late. So they were working late Wednesday night, early into Thursday. They were working on the National Defense Authorization Act, on amendments to that act. And it was massive. I was watching it off and on. They were, you know, up all night. Well, when you have a long session like that, pages generally rest nearby in the rotunda. And here's an added fact. Friday was going to be their last day. They're probably, most of them, getting off on, on Thursday, but this is the end of their time to work as pages. They're volunteers. You apply for the position. It's like a job. It's a big deal, you know, to be a, a Senate page. So they were resting in the rotunda. And here's what they were doing. Take a look at my video. I posted it on TikTok and YouTube. They were lying on the floor of the rotunda, shooting their phones up to shoot the artwork. It's painted into the ceiling. It's beautiful. I wish now, when I worked there for 10 years, I had done that. I could have done it when they weren't in session. I could have definitely done it. I guess, uh, yeah. It, it's a good shot. You take a look at it. So this scumbag congressman comes by. He's from Wisconsin, and there's more about him in a second. He says this quote, and we get these quotes from um, one of the pages. One of the pages wrote everything down. Quote, wake the F up, you little S's. What the F are you doing? Get the F out of here. You are defiling the space, you pieces of S. Van Orden said, according to the account provided by one page. Who the F are you? Van Orden asked, to which one person said they were Senate pages. To which he replied, I don't give an F who you are. Get out. You jackasses, get out, he added. Wow. Senate pages are like special. They're special students. You know, you do everything you can when I worked there to help them, to answer their questions, to educate them on what's going on, what's happening. They're dear. They're wonderful. And this guy, and they're there resting because they were on a long session, which is like, okay, which is like, fine, you can rest here. The incident occurred just after midnight. Outraged members of the, of the Senate, of the upper chamber, called a string of remarks horrible. Both Senate leaders, McConnell and Schumer, demanded that the Wisconsin Republican apologize to the young group of volunteers. Now, Van Orden represents Wisconsin's third congressional district. He called them lazy S's. He has refused to apologize. <laughs> wow. What is wrong with people? You do something wrong. Like, this is wrong. 
it's just wrong. You should talk to anybody like that, but especially not volunteers, teenagers, impressionable teenagers. I mean, we should be thankful that they're not out, you know, breaking into cars. So he refused. He's refused to apologize to them. And let me just fill you in. Van Organ is one of two new Congress members who was at the January 6th Trump rally on January 6th. He attended the Trump speech, as did another congressman. And he says he didn't go into the Capitol, but surely he's read what those people did inside the Capitol. Broke things, pooped, smeared excrement all over the walls. Yeah. I don't know. The other person who was at that rally is George Santos. So two real bottom-of-the-barrel congressmen. And it's just a shame that this is who we have representing us. I have more. There's more coming. So I did a podcast, which I was calling it UFOs. It had that podcast that I wrote on Thursday. It has all kinds of information about a couple of hearings and Trump and more. I'm going to record that next, even though I wrote it before this one. This this has this information about the uh, the new indictment. So I wanted to post this right now, and I'm going to do that right now. And then I will uh, see you in a bit. Please listen. Please subscribe. Please look up my old podcasts where I talk about communications one-on-one. There's some gems in there for you. And again, please subscribe. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. We've got to talk about this stuff. Get ready for next year. But I've got to do it now. Please vote. And... Please be safe.